This is Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent for the Hudson Mohawk Network. Uh, today is the first day of Black History Month. What I want to do in this segment today is to give you some information to further your knowledge in black history. If you take your notes on a pen, paper, or computer, or your phone, you know, get it out. Because you're going to get a lot of information in the next few minutes. Now, Black History Month was uh, founded by Dr. Carter G. Watson. Well, it wasn't Black History Month. It was Black History, Negro History Week. So, if you go back into history, now it's Black History Month. Dr. Carter G. Watson, in 1915, traveled to Chicago from his home in Washington, D.C. to take part in the national celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation. Now, he had earned his bachelor and master degree at the University of Chicago, and he still had many friends there. And as he joined the thousands of black Americans overflowing the Coliseum, which housed exhibits highlighting African-American achievement since the abolition of slavery, he was inspired to do more in the spirit of celebrating black history heritage. So, uh, so before he left uh, Chicago, he found the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. And he, he found that a year later. And he single-handed by himself, he launched the Journal of Negro History, in which he and other researchers brought attention to the achievements of black America. Now, I just want to say one thing about Negro. That was the uh, name that they kind of gave to us. Or they kind of put out to, that we were after we came out of Reconstruction. So we don't use Negroes today because ain't no nation that's Negro. Ain't no culture that's Negro. <laughs> we are black, African-American, or African, however you want to be called. No Negro. Carter G. Wilson, he was born in 1875 in New Canton, Virginia. And he had worked as a sharecropper, a miner, and he worked on various jobs during his childhood to help support. He had a, well, he had a large family, his large family. Now, though he entered high school late, he made up for the lost time, graduating less than two years and attending Barrow College in Kentucky. So Wilson was a very smart man, he even went to a Harvard University in 1912. Now, what I want to uh, talk about Carter G. Wilson is that he, he, did, he wrote a book talking about the education of the Negro. But the book was titled The Miseducation of the Negro. And I read this book over and over again. There are some quotes on the back of the book made me think, think about when I thought about how we was being educated. It says... When you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. You do not have to tell him not to stand here or go yonder. He will find the prop, prop, proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there is no back door, he will cut one for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary. So what he was saying basically is that, you know... Uh, we were being educated by Europeans. And whatever their philosophy was, then we endured that philosophy. So we wasn't being told about ourselves. 
And that's why he, you know, came up with Black History Week. And now it's Black History Month. So that we can begin to learn about ourselves, educate, and educate our kids about who they are. So if you get a chance, pick up this book. And you probably can get it online or at a bookstore. The Miseducation of the Negro. And like I said, today is uh, February the 1st. It's, a, it's, a, it's not an insignificant date. Uh, because there was uh, something important that happened on that date. Uh, February the 1st, 1960. Four African-American North Carolina A&T University students, Ezell Blair Jr., David Richmond, Franklin McCain, and Joseph McNeil, began a sit-in protest at Woolworks, white-only lunch counters in Greenboro, North Carolina, where they had been refused service. And this was in 1960, the beginning of the sit-in movement. Now, this Greenboro movement sitting Greensboro City Movement inspired movements all across the South. And by April of 1960, 70 southern cities had sit-in at their own, of their own. Direct action sit-in made public. What Jim Crow wanted to hide, black resistance to segregation. By directly challenging segregation in highly visible places, activists grabbed the attention of the media. And the sit-in told black youth, that they had power to capture national attention. Before seeing these sit-ins, Snick Charles Cobb said civil rights had been something grown-ups did. So after that sit-in, that what brought in students all across the country into the movement. And today, uh. I'm going to give you some information. I want to give you some information about black history. But you probably got to read this information because these are books that I'm going to suggest that you get, read to get more information. These are some books that I, I just want to suggest that you read to get more information about black history. One I want to suggest is called Black Reconstruction in America from 1860 to 1880 by W.E.B. Du Bois. It's a real thick book, but it goes into what happened during Reconstruction and what happened after Reconstruction to black people. And they really do an analysis of that. That's one. Another book I would suggest that you read and this one is by John Hope Franklin. It's called From Slavery to Freedom. A History of African American. Brother Franklin is not with us anymore, but he did leave us a book with a lot of information about our history. So that's From Slavery to Freedom by John Hope Franklin. Me being in the labor movement, uh, being part of the labor movement, and as a labor uh, advocate, I'm going to suggest some books that you should read about black history and labor. And one is called Organized Labor, The Black Workers, from 1619 to 1981 by Philip S. 
Foner. That's Philip S. Foner, F-O-N-E-R. Organized labor and black workers from 1619 to 1981. And it's a good book and it gives an in-depth analysis of how black labor, how black people got involved in labor and the problems and Issues that they had to go to to uh, maintain themselves as part of the labor force. And another book I want to recommend is The Color of Politics. And it's by Michael Goldfield. And it's about race and the mainstream of American politics. Race and the mainstream of American politics. Uh, another book I'm going to recommend to read. All Labor Has Dignity. And this is by Michael K. Honey, H-O-N-E-Y. And it's a book about Martin Luther King and his involvement with the labor movement. And look, this is a book I want to recommend, and it just it ain't been out too long. I think it came out, it came out last year. And it's called The Roots of the Black Working Class. Black Folks by Blair L. M. Kelly. And this book talks about how black people were involved with the working class. So that is a list of books and material that I just wanted to throw out uh, in this labor segment to uh, get you started with Black History Month. But there's a lot of programs and events that will be happening throughout the capital region. And in particular, there's a lot of events that will be happening right here in Troy. If you go on the uh, NAACP website, you will see a whole list of programs that will be happening in Troy, New York. This Black History Month, make sure you make sure you go to some of the programs and or read some of the books about the history of black people who are black workers. This is Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent.